0: This pandemic has reshaped the needs and expectation from the consumers. Brands, they have to find this appropriate and responsible answer to that. People are looking for more honesty, transparency, clarity as well. You have to reconsider your expression. Voice could help you do that. Through the pandemic, we have to bank finding a new role model and have this new vocal figure, sonic identity, sonic environment. They can help you create that engagement
1: Welcome to the Sound in Marketing Podcast. Today's episode is the conclusion to my conversation with Valentine Fleur, Sizium Sun's head of strategy and managing director of Canada. How has business been during this pandemic? Has it varied from country to country? I, I feel like the voice industry was on its way up before this happened. Mm-hmm. And then now, from what I'm hearing, there's this opportunity for experimentation. So I'm just wondering, are people taking a chance on this thing that they've been hearing about sound and the importance of sound during all of this total changing of our lives?
0: I would say that obviously like the, the branding sector took a blow. Some project got postponed. Uh, we had great project you know, for the Olympics that got postponed and, and will only start picking up in, in 2021. But uh, yeah, after you said that, one thing that we've noticed through this pandemic is um, I feel like people don't relate in the same way to brands. I think it started, you know, it's something that was already happening before the pandemic. You mentioned it, but, you know, all of these brands are thinking way more about their vocal identity, uh, way more. I think they want to engage with their audiences in a more conversational way, on a more conversational level, and also create this intimacy. I feel like, uh, you know, like people are looking for transparency, honesty. People tend to not believe in advertising. And, those, and in those particular moments, they want that truth, right? So in, in our industry, we tend to say that music conveys meaning. That's what we compose the DNA. And, but when we work on the vocal identity, even though it's still influenced from our understanding of the brand, we tend to say that the voice is mostly the, um, the personification of the soul of the brand, which is a totally different thing. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot to hear behind a voice, you know, like a, obviously a gender, a tone an accent, you know, like it's, we work for different brands through the pandemic. We worked on vocal identity and and we told them like, you know, diversity is important. It's important that we know that where you're located, it's important for you people, you know, you value your roots and your origins. And that's, that's crucial. That's, that's important because you want people to engage with your brands through a voice. And if they don't, you know, if, if it's robotic, if it's international and that's so international that it's so neutral, then. They won't uh, commit to your brand. There's a lot to hear behind a tone, a gender, a timber as well, an accent. Branding is, is obviously a, a language that is universally understood. In this language, you have to make sure that it's pronounced by the, the, the proper person. And this person has to belong to the family of the brand. So th- these were projects we worked on a lot during the, the pandemic, uh, vocal identity. And we wrapped up a couple projects as well, like in terms of creating different sonic territories. So it's just like things are, the economy is, is, uh, is picking up, but very, very slowly. So this pandemic has, has reshaped the needs and, and expectation from the consumers and brands, they have to uh, find this appropriate and, and responsible answer to that. People are looking for more honesty, transparency, clarity as well, sonic identity, sonic environment. They can help you create that. Engagement on a more emotional level, a physical experience through retail or human interactions, then you need to find this proper tone, this proper expression, this proper musicality, not only the proper tone of voice. I don't know if you noticed that a lot of brands changed the way they were talking about themselves in the recent years. I think Starbucks did a great job as well doing that. Um, you have to reconsider your expression to be once again unifying those voice could help you do that basically through the pandemic we have to bank finding a new role model and have this new vocal figure we helped an airline company working on the sonic territory and uh, creating this soothing and reassuring environment and a very ownable sonic territory it also comes with finding the right voice with this proper accent and we worked on skills as well once again how do you create this conversational relationship with with devices. Um, So we are developing more uh, skills for vocal assistance.
1: What industries would you say in particular are most interested in sonic branding in 2020 and post pandemic and beyond?
0: I wouldn't say like any industry has been um, more interested in sonic branding. I just think that they consider different things way more. And I think vocal is going to be crucial, especially because people are not as inclined as, you know, touching devices. So how can I help you but you know, stay away from you. You know what I'm saying? So how can you command? How can you pay? Uh, how can you make interaction transaction in a more a vocal way, but also in a, in a safe way, in a safe zone.
1: We're, we're heading into a touch less, <laughs> I don't want to say touchless, but touch less uh, community and yeah, culture through this. Sure. Um, we're going to be much more weary of, what we do and what we touch and what we say and where we go, everything's going to be different. And um, I feel like sound and audio experiences is something that the consumer has wanted a better experience up until this point, but marketing and advertising has had their fail safes and people accept what they've done so far. So they haven't really pushed it, but now with you know everybody wants an emotional connection they want people to understand they want brands to you know i i feel like kind of sit with them you know like they they don't want to sell they just want people to connect with and this is the time when they're going to they're going to start demanding and they kind of already are to get an emotional experience and you get that through sound and through audio, so I, in my opinion, I think that the pandemic is just going to spur forward the voice industry as a whole.
0: I think so, and and um, and also I would say like you know like micro melodies and um, notification sound is going to be also something that's gonna it's going to be crucial, and that's why texture is going to be also so important to consider. We tend to forget about the five G also coming up, you know, like this five G era where. You're going to be able to interact with so many different devices, your fridge, your screen, your television, your remote control, and all those interactions, they would have to be proper, distinctive, and there are going to be so many different brands competing in the same environment, let's say a home, for example. So you have to make sure that you create the sound that connects not only the device to the human being, but create this triangle between the device, the brand, and the human being. So you can either do that through voice, like you said, and I totally agree with you, but it's going to be also through sound. And um, both, both words are going to be colliding for sure.
1: What advice would you give a business or a brand that wants to incorporate sound into their marketing, but they don't necessarily know how to, how to go about starting
0: it? I used to be a a client of CZM. like branding was something I was not familiar with at all. To me, uh, music was just uh, an illustration. Basically it was like, okay. I have this content. I have this target. What are they, What are they listening right now? Do Alipa. Okay, let's let's license the track or find something that's similar to that. That was my approach when it came to music. So I told totally you relate to well. Where should I start? So once I was told, and once I understood that sound can unify and embrace all your brand assets and key messaging. Then it becomes easier to uh, not only relate but to tackle the topic. And as I said previously as well, like every brand is different. I think it's important to start by auditing your brand and its landscape. So, what its competitors are doing, what are your challenging, what are the sector trends, and what are the market perspective. And we do that. We do that audit for new people, new companies that want to tackle this uh, sonic branding topic. And once you have this clear roadmap, once you've Identify the potential opportunities for your brand and areas of differentiation. Then it becomes easier to move forward. If you don't have that starting point, then it's very hard to relate to it. And actually, we are we are offering this audit in the moment until like late October, I think something like that. So we just want to accelerate this kind of process.
1: What projects have you worked on lately that has truly um, been you've been proud to be working on? And you don't need to name names or anything, but what projects (laughs) have you been working on with 60M Sun?
0: There are so many projects I'm I'm proud of. The work we've done for Renault. And a very powerful project. Some families, some some mothers, and I know my mom loves Huggies. (laughs) So every time, like, play me Huggies, like, okay. But you know it by heart. It's okay, I want to listen to it again. I have to say I'm very proud of the work we've done and the latest project we've done for uh, Royal Bank of Canada. RBC. You know they never explored Sonic branding before, and, and basically we created this uh, uh, their very first ever Sonic identity, and it's a big brand, it's a huge brand, it's one of the top advertisers here in Canada. So you know it was a it was a big challenge. They were the greatest clients to work for and work with, and the reason why is is also because. Depict the most ambitious project. depict the most ambitious sonic DNA, and that felt great you know to have this kind of confidence with them and 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 shape that sonic territory from from the ground to the sky with them was just uh, was just uh, an amazing experience it, It's called echoing forward by the way. so now you know the, you know the name of the sonic DNA we created for Royal Bank of Canada. <laughs>
1: That's exciting. Uh, your experience with RBC—that—that that sounds like the perfect client experience. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Very fortunate um, to be very transparent with you. People were telling me, "Oh, maybe they might be a little conservative," but no, not at all. Uh, they were uh, caring, listening, um, totally trusted our expertise, and we um, we really worked well together, and and uh, we we still are, and uh, and we're very lucky, very very lucky.
1: What have you been really excited about for the future of sound and marketing? That can be um, a brand that's doing something. That can be a concept. Uh, it can be a new platform. There's just so many identities out there. What's got you excited?
0: I, I like when marketers and brands, you know, they make bold decisions. They, they they go for not the easy choice. And I think if you want to be powerful, if you want to be impactful, meaningful. You have to, uh, you know, like take a little bit of a risk at the beginning. It's very important because sonic branding is not about, it's about branding, right? It's not about seduction. It's not about, you know, creating something that would stick to your head. It's basically express your brand. So it's okay if you cannot relate to the sonic logo right from the start. Netflix did a great job. Netflix did a great job because it wasn't expected. You know, you're in the comfort of your home, ready to watch the show. And you have this heavy, you know, authoritative um, Sonic logo. And you're like, okay, well, what's going on? And that that's what they wanted to express, you know, like bold and heavy sound. I know what I'm doing. I know what kind of experience I'm able and capable of delivering. I curated the best content for you guys. Now sit back and relax. And I thought that was very really great. But I don't know if you heard the new version, the version that they've created with Hans Zimmer was a movie theaters. And it's, you know, it's obviously a longer version to introduce the logo, but it's so, I mean, it's so heard before and so disappointing that it feels like, you know, they somehow tossed that beautiful work and, and put it to the, into the trash. And I was expecting more of that brand and also, it felt like the, the logo home version, as we're going to call it now, had so much potential to you know, expand its vocabulary like, into a broader and longer version. So it was kind of disappointing. But if you want one example that I really like, and I think it was, it was also a very good and strategic uh, move, is the one that Volkswagen took, especially after what they experienced in the last uh, two years, we know with the diesel gates. You probably heard about this. I thought the turn they took was pretty smart, you know, taking that uh, electrifying turns with more synthesized sounds, with a sonic logo that reflects a smart move again, and an expected one. I, I thought it could project um, the brand into the, the 21st century. So that, I think that was, that was really well done.
1: I'll promote another, uh, another podcast right now. But if you haven't checked out the 20,000 Hertz episode, speaking about the Netflix Uh, I think it's, oh gosh, I can't remember which episode number, but I think that in the title it says to (laughs) dumb," but it's talking about the Netflix sound and they explained how they came about the original sound and it was fascinating. And it's also fascinating to hear your your, um, opinion on the new one, because I've actually been Uh, curious about that. What people think? Do they like it? Was it an overspend to get Hans Zimmer in there? Was it necessary? Like there's so many factors and it's all, it's all up to interpretation, but.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too harsh because Hans Zimmer, but I feel like he's, I mean, maybe that's the job he was asked to do, but he felt like, you know, like this progression with the courts coming up, it feels like, you know, it feels like EuropaCorp Corp or uh, all those production companies. They have this kind of, you know, like it goes up and rises and it gets bright. And when, even though when it circles back to the actual logo, it feels like they muted the sound. So it's not even the same kind of, you know, feel at all. And though it's still the same kind of, it's the same brand, it's the same production, same, same company. They they want to be expressed in the same way. And it, to me, it's not very consistent. But between the two, but maybe I was too harsh on Hans Zimmer. Sorry, Hans. If you <laughs> listening.
1: Well, it's it's all based on interpretation. You can have any uh, opinion that you'd like, so that that's totally okay in my book. <laughs> um, but definitely check out that episode for twenty thousand hertz because I, I the the way that they came up with the original sound, the bloom sound, is basically what they're calling it, was really cool and and it's kind of a, a unique one of a kind uh, discovery. So that might be partially why Hans Zimmer may not have created it as authentically as you would have liked so um anyways i'll 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 send you that link i'll probably link it in this episode too just because we've been talking about it but um well val thank you so much for your time this has been lovely and i just love to get uh you know the perspective of other sound agencies and sonic branders and stuff so thank you so much for your time
0: you're very welcome thank you for having me take care
1: In 2020 alone, sound in marketing is hugely important. People are not relating to brands in the same way as they did even one year ago. They are looking for transparency and honesty. A more conversational driven marketing approach is necessary for the post-pandemic consumer. For more of the Sound and Marketing podcast, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and share. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. For inquiries on producing and developing your own podcast, or for inquiries on sonic branding and sonic branding consultation availabilities, you can find me at dreamer productions. That's d-r-e-a-m-r productions.com, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at gina, j-e-a-n-n-a, at com. All links will be provided in the show notes. This episode was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Isham. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.